This episode of the Jamer K podcast is brought to you by From Within Records. We're about two weeks out from the MH Chaos self-titled LP dropping, and it's been a long time coming, and I'm super stoked that we're almost there. We're on the home stretch, so please, if you haven't had a chance yet, head over to the From Within Records Big Cartel. Go pick up a copy of the vinyl while supplies last. Also, November 12th, Shackled, Doubt Surrounds All will be streaming everywhere, so please tune in go pre-order record it's super awesome and i can't say enough good things about shackled from howell new jersey and like i always say please if you're not following from within records go boot up your twitter your instagram click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news there are still some beskar edge day promo tapes available the new From Within Records Hajime no Ippo design, I think it's fair to call it that, is uh, still up for sale until f- this Friday. So please, if you're interested, go pick some of that stuff up before it's too late and support From Within Records because they support us. On today's episode, we track down our good friend Akil. He sings in a band called End It. And if I'm gonna be honest, uh, I've been chasing Akil for, for a long time. And uh, sometimes you don't want to force things. You just kind of let them uh, figure it itself or excuse me, figure itself out. And that's what happened with Akil. We, we tried to make it happen a long time ago and we both just kind of went our separate ways. And somehow we just found our way back to each other. And I was, uh, I was very happy to be able to sit down and talk to Akil. And I didn't realize how much I would actually enjoy speaking to him. Uh, but I am a, a bit sad that things got cut short. He had a heart out, uh, so uh, we didn't get to speak to him for too long. But he will be back, and hopefully we can get him on and uh, take up more of his time because the the um, hour that we did with him uh, just flew by and it was just so much fun for me just, just to be able to talk to him. I love his energy, love his vibe. Uh, he was really fun to talk to, uh, shared a lot of fun stories about people that I know. So it, it was seriously such a pleasure for me to be able to sit down and finally talk to him. But please, um, before you strap in to enjoy this conversation, I just want to uh, give a big shout out to my buddy, Nate Prosciutti, he's putting on a festival this weekend out in uh, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, and I'm actually traveling to it, uh, SWB Volume 2. I was supposed to travel to uh, this fest last year when it was uh, scheduled to happen, but obviously the pandemic got canceled, so I didn't make my trip out, but I, I, I've been wanting to go to Wilkes-Barre for as long as I can remember. So this is something very exciting for me to be able to do, to finally get to travel to Wilkes-Barre for hardcore, not just a uh, vacation. Uh, I, I get to go there for hardcore. I get to see a lot of awesome people. There's gonna be a lot of awesome bands playing. I'm just really excited. So please, uh, for anyone who's traveling out there or for anyone who's interested, go look up uh, Wilkes-Barre shows on Instagram or go to my grid on Instagram. You can see the flyer tickets are still available and it's seriously going to be an amazing time. There's so many awesome bands playing and I just seriously can't wait for that fest. It's going to be so much fun, but seriously, uh, if you haven't had a chance to check out, end it shout out flat spot records, they're doing amazing things. Uh, hit pause, go boot up your Spotify 
Apple Music title, Bandcamp. Go listen to End It. Come back here. Akil and I talk about a lot of great things. So please strap in, enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Akil to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Akil. How's it going? I'm right. How you living? Uh, it's it's going all right. I'm stoked to finally have you on the podcast. It's uh, right. definitely been a minute, but I, I appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast and do this. We tried to do this almost two years ago now. Yeah, it was it was yeah. definitely <laughs> it was definitely a, a while ago. Um, you know, things happen, scheduling conflicts, whatever. But I'm I'm just happy that we're here today. Right. Yeah. Same here. Thanks for still thinking about me. Well, yeah, no, no problem. You know, I'm a fan of End It, so I, I've been watching you guys. Uh, you know, since uh, you know way back when. So it, it's cool to uh, still see you guys being active, and it's cool to you know finally be able to have you on the podcast. I don't appreciate it. Hmm. Corona ain't kill us, thank God. Yo, that and th- that's a good thing because you, you think about it. There's a lot of bands that uh, kind of just went away and probably are having trouble finding that momentum to come back, right? Because a lot of yeah. bands uh, were just trying to find like their own way to navigate through it, whether it be like putting their music on hold or you know trying to stay active through all of it. So it's definitely been a weird time, but it's cool to see that uh, you know ended has made its way through it. Appreciate it. Actually, a lot. Shout out to old bands because like everything's coming back so mm-hmm. full force. Yeah, at least in the hardcore world, things are back to normal. Let's put it that way. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, uh, but uh, speaking of, I'm um, ended. I'm, I, I, we're going to be skipping around here, but uh, I, I thought it was uh, pretty interesting that you guys were one of like the earlier bands to actually kind of do a tour because, right, you were on that run with uh, Living in Fear and Shackled. Was it? Yeah. Was it important for you guys to get out? You know, that early when things. It just opened back up. Were you guys just dying to get out there, or was it just something that you had planned? Little uh, amalgamation of everything. As soon as we saw there were shows happening, we immediately decided it's time to go on tour. Because you know, like you said, with momentum, we dropped that joint in 2020, early 2020, mm-hmm. and then everything shut down. So I guess maybe subconsciously we were like, all right, well, we can go back to what we were planning on doing in the first place. Like really were chomping at it to get back to it. It was great. Okay. All right. So uh, let's jump back to the beginning because uh, uh, for me, uh, uh, for my beginning with Ended is when you guys dropped that uh, self-titled. But uh, where did the idea for the band, uh, you know, come from? Like, uh, how did the band form? All right. So, and he loved his fucking story. So, you know, Che, that's on Flat Spot, that's mm-hmm. on Flat Spot. Yeah. Uh, Ray Lee was jamming with some dudes, the two other two original members in Ended, and they needed a vocalist. And I was doing vocals for a band called Malicious Code at the time. And Che came out and saw us. Because, you know, that's the home. Like, I know you. Mm-hmm. I've known your family. So he came out to see us. And he was like, yo, you got a good voice, but this band sucks. And that band didn't suck. But my, <laughs> friend, uh, my friends for a reason. He was like, don't do this shit. Come do this shit. And I went to practice. And it meshed well. Because, like, the, our original drummer, uh, Fard, was a big, well, is a big fan of, like, Breakdown. Mm-hmm. And, like punk and real early hardcore shit like that's that's my wheelhouse so 
shit came together. And so Trey linked us up. And he actually, because I forget what we were going to call the band, but he was the one who was like, yo, I know you fuck with that neglect shit. Call it Andy. And I was like, eh. the man got ideas. I got to give him that. <laughs> yeah. When you write, right. So, so um, what what happened to the other band? Did you, was that just um on, on like the, the tail end of it? Or did you have to um, quit and let them know like, hey, I'm doing this other thing? Yeah, it was it was on its way out in retrospect. The uh, Nothing against those dudes. I see those dudes all the time. Uh-huh. Everything was fine. But our drummer at the time, he he found out one he was going to need to have surgery on his wrist. Okay. But also, he was doing a multitude of things, and I was like, "Well, shit, I'm gonna go do, I'm gonna go do something else as well." Yeah, for sure. You, you got to keep it moving. Yeah, and then it's just like pop. It just pop. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Well, that, that, kind of that, Our first show was opening for the Chromate, so. That, that, that's pretty legendary um, but I'm right. sure, sure that was a different time I, I know that band's a little controversial now um, I mean that dude's got opinions <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, it, it, can you tell me about that uh, you guys played that that outdoor show it was like years ago at this point with um, uh, Turnstile do, do you remember which one I'm talking about yeah I, I remember exactly which one you're talking about that shit was great yeah, because I, I, and this is me watching it from the internet, right? I, I remember seeing the flyer for it and thinking that it was such a cool idea. But um, at, at that time, uh, how did you guys get on the bill? And obviously, I know like you know local to your area, some of those guys are from there. But um, how were you guys approached to to play that outdoor show? Hey yo, you want to play this outdoor show? They the homies. Okay. <laughs> you know, so like there was, there's no, you know, we ain't got no booking agent up, and it was probably just like a sitting in a restaurant or a bar, like, hey yo, y'all want to play? Yeah, so it yeah, just, just made sense. Okay, for sure. And yeah. and for, for anybody who hasn't seen that show, I, I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. But th- th- that was a look like a, a pretty crazy environment for it to to just be in that spot. You know, I've never seen actual like the actual footage. I've seen like clips. Mm-hmm. I, if you shit, if you can get hold of the link and actually like someone got a good shot of it, I would love to see it. But uh, that's an outdoor space called the Why Not Lot mm-hmm. back home, and it. Obviously, you don't necessarily know Baltimore like that, but that intersection is a lot of homeless people. Okay. You know what I mean? But it's in the heart of the arts district. So what goes on in that neighborhood, that show was the most organized thing to be going on in that neighborhood. Okay. You know? But it's a main thoroughfare that separates East Baltimore from West Baltimore. So, like, ambulances are passing by in the background. Like, people are uh, rubbing that. We're slowing up traffic. And this fucking corner is just full of kids. Mm-hmm. And like I don't know if they knew the band. I think a lot of them. Of course, they came off the of style because turnstiles turnstile. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting to look out and be like, "Where the fuck all y'all come from?" <laughs> yeah, you know, just like where the fuck all these kids come from? Like actual children. Yeah, it was sick. Okay, and uh, is, is that uh, lot still there today? Is it still active? Do things still happen over there? Yeah, why not? Lot still there. They uh, there was a show held there maybe a month or two ago now. You know, um, they got. You'll see. There's a trailer like a storage container behind mm-hmm. that shade, that stage. And that's where all the gear is. It's run by the city. Oh, wow. Oh, really? Yeah. You just get a permit, you know, apply for a permit and go ahead and do your thing. That's pretty cool. I, I, I don't think I've ever heard anything like that. Just to, you know, go hit up the city to play outdoors like that. So especially if it's like in the heart of like, you know, the arts district and having so many people around, like I'm, I'm surprised that they could let something like that happen. Cause obviously I, I like the first thing that comes to mind is like noise complaints, right? I'm sure like other businesses and like people probably, like, you know, and other cities probably wouldn't enjoy that and wouldn't want something yes. like that to, to go down. So right down that, cor- that intersection, that's uh, North Avenue 
and Charles Street. Okay. Baltimore City. <laughs> it's wild as shit. You got the crown right there, which is like which is a bar, mm-hmm. you know, space. There's the wildest McDonald's you'll ever step foot in your entire fucking life around the corner from there. Like I've seen such just the way people conduct themselves, because it's like a lot of heroin and methadone and drug abuse shit going on in that area. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's wild. That whole part of the world is crazy. So to have that that show actually fit in perfectly because a bunch of people, it was free. Mm-hmm. So like people were just stopping. It was, it was a real weird mix, but right next to the crown. So you got the crown, the lot, and then the homie Joseph used to own this bar right there. So those two, those two groups didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And then like I said, that crazy McDonald's. So, yeah. Now you, uh, yeah. <laughs> in my in my mind, I'm like, okay, uh, I, I want to get down there at, at some point because I always had this. Uh, I've always had a fascination with uh, your scene. Obviously, a, a lot of great bands coming from out of there. But now uh, you got this McDonald's that you keep mentioning, and obviously uh, seeing videos from that show. It's like, yeah, that, that's something that I would love to experience. To so just be able to go out there and just kind of. Uh, see it out in nature and experience yeah. something cool like that because obviously things like that um, don't happen that often obviously like you know the majority of shows that i go to are um you know inside uh normal venues whatever but just to be outside and experience something like that and you know especially location i think it would be awesome and then obviously there was no barriers kids were stage diving mm-hmm. and so it's a lot but it's not the the grass isn't necessarily well kept so to speak it's just a lot there's mm-hmm. dirt there's some grass and obviously kids like circle pitting and moshing and shit and they just rubbed all the grass away. And then obviously I start throwing beer in the crowd and people spilling water and knocking shit over. It was nasty. I was glad to be on stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and like before the show, did you guys have to like comb through the grass to make sure there wasn't any like broken glass or anything crazy out there or. I wasn't on the setup of that. I'm sure someone may have, uh-huh. but the, the people in that neighborhood tend to respect the shit out of that body. Okay. Cause like a lot of, a lot of uh destitute people drug addicted coming off whatever tired just people outside they'll go up on the stage and take a rest you know and i'm sure people break glass and drink i mean it's yeah it but, happens but, but for the most part because there's a lot of vendors that a lot of people use it so it's pretty well maintained in mm-hmm. those regards okay for sure. and also in ba- if you ever see someone littering in baltimore they're just an asshole sometimes i'm the asshole more often than not it's up there's trash cans on just about every corner in baltimore city Okay. Hell yeah. I bullshit you not. Like, so people tend to respect it. That's good to hear. Uh, you know, yes. I, I, I've yet to make it out to Baltimore, but I, I hope at some point that I'm I'm able to do that. You should. It'll be sick. Come out into January. And <laughs> end of January. Okay. Um. Uh. To be fair, my my schedule is open end of January, so that could be a possibility. What do you do? Uh, but, but, like as far as work or. Yeah, how do you legally make money and file taxes? Uh, legally, I, I work. I, I have a corporate job. I work for oh, this. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, I, I work for this company uh, based out of Texas called Frito Lay. Oh. Yeah, yeah. What'd you do? You had chip designer? No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I'm, I'm, I'm selling the chips. Uh, so. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, like big, like regional accounts type shit. I'm no. <laughs> oh no 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 not not uh, not not that high up the corporate ladder. I'm like a mid tier employee. Okay. So yeah. So nice. I, I'm out here and doing the groundwork. I have like my own route. So I have yeah. like yeah at some stores. Um, but that's about it. But that's yeah. That's gotta be kind of fun. Yeah, it has its perks. 
it, it, it's a job at the end of the day you know obviously yeah. um, we all have to work uh, so it's fine but end of january i don't i ain't gonna say too much but when you see the fly you may be interested in flying out to baltimore boy it's gonna be a good time <laughs> okay okay we, we, we won't break any news right now but i'll uh, keep my <laughs> keep my calendar open uh, did you see you saw footage from that last turnstile show yes now that fucking because baltimore is real historic a lot of things occurred in baltimore mm-hmm. that uh that space is across from a golf course actually okay but that school right there lake clifton was i don't, I don't know what goes on in high schools anymore because i've graduated but mm-hmm. when i was in grade school that school was one of the wildest schools in baltimore city there's like a fucking pagoda that's like right there. It's all, it's like over 150 years old. It's all dilapidated and falling in. Okay. And then you got this wild ass school right there. But that shell, that sound shell has been there easily 100 years as well. That's crazy. That's a long time. Yeah. yeah. I just thought that was in some like, uh, like community park or something. And, and it is. Oh, it is. Okay. It's a community space. You apply, get a permit, like the other space. But there's all types of shit like that in Baltimore where you can just. You know, you apply yourself. You can utilize. Um, have you ever heard of um, Lincoln Park? Yeah, I know Lincoln Park. Is there anything like that in Lincoln Park? I do not believe Lincoln Park's like a more more woodsy. It's not as organized in those regards. You know what I mean? Okay, because that, yeah. that that's on my list of places to visit when I get whenever I get to Baltimore. Lincoln Park's cool. Go take a walk. Find you a throwaway or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right all right um uh, but okay well, well, i want to jump back to uh, uh 2017 you guys uh, put out that uh self-titled on flat spot which is uh awesome right because uh, yes. I, feel, I feel like flat, flat, spot, flat, spot. flat spot's been uh, you know killing it for for a really long time but i'm curious uh, uh you know how did you guys link up with them i, I know you mentioned you, you were are uh, friends with shay but um how did that whole record come together um they, like I said, those dudes already had those songs written, and I just showed up and did my thing. And uh, Che, like Che, really in the beginning, and even now, he obviously don't do as much. We come into our own, we making our own decisions. But mm-hmm. Che really helped guide us through this world of hardcore in the beginning, because like you don't know what you don't know. So we just over here playing music, mm-hmm. and he's over here like, hey, don't fucking do that, but you can do that, but don't do this. Like helping us out and shit. So. That's how, I mean, just being cool with Che. Hey, let me tell you a funny story. First time me and Che met was at a show. Okay. Now, at this show, it was the same night someone staged dove, and this dude's neck got broke. Oh, wow. And I actually helped carry out the building. It was kind of fucked. But that same evening, Che was doing his thing, popping off. And you know, like a kid's pitting, you'll like kick him a <laughs> little bit just to be like, hey, I'm here. Yeah. So I gave him one of them, and you'll spun around and look me in my eyes and realize like, we about to do it. Like, I ain't, this ain't one of those random little skinny fucking kids in this bitch. Like, we get busy and we've been cool ever since. <laughs> <laughs> we spoke the boy at, uh, after that show. And yeah, that's just been my man, Hunter Gray, ever since. That's awesome. That, that that that's cool. You know that could go down, and um, obviously, it, it, uh, you know things like that can happen. It doesn't always have to be like eternal beef, right? You guys can get past yeah. it and move on, be friends. Weirdo, dumb, hardcore shit. Exactly, but <laughs> wait. So you, I, I, I want to ask you about the guy who broke his neck. You you, you carried him out. Would it, wouldn't it have been safer to just leave him there, or like, or did you not know his neck was broken at the time? Yeah, we know he, my man. Uh, I watched him crumble. He fell to the ground. 
He said, I can't feel my legs. I can't feel my neck. We're not EMTs. Yeah. Remember, because like, it's like you help the guy get out the show, but I damn sure ain't sit out there and wait for the ambulance to come. Yeah. The goal is to keep the show going. Mm-hmm. You fell down. You got hurt. Let's remove this man from what's going on. Now get back behind that kick because we got some shit to take care of. So is the dude still paralyzed to this day or was it just like temporary that he couldn't it's feel been a, a long process for the home, but he's getting there. He's oh. a, he's more mobile than he once was. Okay. Oh, so you, so you, you knew, you knew who it was or you know who it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's Baltimore. We all know each other. Damn. That's scary. That's why we function the way we do. Cause like you won't come around and it's not to the point where someone's going like, fuck you up. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But it is to a point where like, Hey, if you don't nobody know you, but you come around, you enjoy the show, you're respectful, that's fine. But if don't nobody know you, you come around trying to be a big dick. Like, even dudes that I don't like on a day-to-day, if someone came around and we didn't know them and they were being a jerk, we'll defend you. Mm-hmm. We'll talk shit about you the entire time we're doing it. Yeah. But if you want to, if you're from here, you're from here. And if you're not, then who, why, why are you here? You see, most bands skip over Baltimore for real. And, and that's weird and because you can, go, you can go to DC or Philly or New York or something. Like, why would you come through here? So, I I would imagine bands would want to go because if you look at like the, the roster of uh, you know bands like active bands that are from there right now, it's like you know some of the the best bands in hardcore, and it, it's it's uh, uh, it's really interesting that bands would want to skip over a town like that because if I was in a band, that's the kind of thing that would want to like you know attract me to somewhere, right? It's like okay, yeah, there's this place called uh, you know Baltimore. There's all these amazing bands from there right now doing crazy cool shit. Like, you know, even some bands like defining, uh, you know, the sound of hardcore. It's like, why would people want to skip over that? That's like somewhere I'd want to go and see what's going on out there. Why are these bands, you know, coming out and being you know successful and having this awesome sound? Like what's going on over there? It's just for years, you know, you get a shit reputation and dumb things happen. And logistically, sometimes you like, like if you're going to play Baltimore, you might as well play, play Philly. But if you got a big enough draw, you can save yourself the gas money and make that up in Philadelphia mm-hmm. because Philadelphia is Philadelphia. Yeah. It's only two hours away. If you don't play here, you'll go there. But so, it's just a weird, uh, logistically speaking, it's a middle, it's the mid Atlantic. It's a middle of nowhere type thing. So you could go there. Like, like you say, you have an affinity for it. You're going to want to come through, but uh, if you don't know nothing, if you're not thinking analytically, so to speak, like, well, I'll just jump over there. Yeah, but but at this point, well. I, I'd be like, I could be that band to take advantage of this. You know, not really a drought, but the fact that people are skipping over it. I could, you know, we could take advantage and be, the, uh, you know, make that a key market, right? Go there yeah. since not a lot of people are going there. Draw, you know, kids from you know surrounding areas and even the the, the local scene. Obviously, obviously, there's a local scene, so yeah, it, it, it's if just a little strange. In all honesty, if you to whoever's listening, if you want a show in Baltimore. Hit me up and I'll pass it on to somebody. Cause like I said, with all the bookers and whatnot, we all are close knit enough. Yeah. I can't even necessarily describe myself as a booker, yeah. but I where I can. And like, but we all drink in the same buildings. We go to the same restaurants. We know the same people. So like, if you want to come to Baltimore, hit me up and I will pass that shit along to somebody. Yeah, because they get more people out here. Yeah, because uh, I feel like that, that that should be a place. Just like you said, thinking of the bands that are active right now from there, uh, that are you know big everywhere else. But it's like, yeah, why wouldn't you want to go to their hometown? Still got a little bit of a stigma. Yeah, and I, I guess like that's like you know hard to get rid of, but it, it definitely over time, 
uh, you know, certain people, uh, you know, feelings can change, um, but just give it a little bit of time. But obviously it, it, it's cool that, you know, people like you who are in these active bands during these times right now um, are, are still working hard to, to keep it going because it's right. If bands stop showing up or not wanting to play your city, I'm you could easily just pack it up. And go, All right, man, fuck it. Like, I guess we'll just give up on our scene. But no, it's like the fact that you guys are still willing to work hard and, you know, keep Baltimore on the map. I, I think that's really, really awesome for you guys to, to be I doing right now. That. We're having a time. We're on our way back. Hundred percent, yeah. That, that 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 that's cool. I hope um you know for anybody who hears this who's interested that, that they do hit you up or hit somebody up to to get out there because because I because I've seen videos of shows there and um, like I said um I I think uh, you guys have something awesome going on there and and it's been going on for years when when you look at the yeah. the the history of your guys's area. Great bands. It's weird to be at this age and like the bands I used to idolize and it's cliche but bands I used to really love mm-hmm. and like I go off and like look at those dudes like yo that's so and so he's saving so and so. Now I'm like, we we chilling. Yeah, like, I know that we've met mm-hmm. we've met each other's children. I know your wife, your family. Like, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's real close knit. No lies, we all hate each other, mm-hmm. but it's, <laughs> it's real close knit. Well, I I I think it's awesome to have that uh that unity as a scene right um like you said even though you might not like that person on a day-to-day but if somebody comes to the show and tries to act up and you know you'll defend the locals i i think that's really important because obviously i'm you know sometimes i'm you know some out-of-towners can show up and want to try to you know boss up on people or act like dicks and not respect the scene you know the fact that you guys are willing to stick together i think that's really important especially like and we're in a very testy time especially in, in terms of Baltimore, because, you know, fights happen all the time, but they got a very, they barely want to let us do our thing because of bullshit over the times. But it's in the better interest to let it go down. So they're starting to trust us more and understand, like, nah, we got this. Mm-hmm. We just need a place to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes that's it. it. Yeah. It, it is strange sometimes, right? When, like, you, you show up to a show and you see, like, like you know uh, hired security or like you know weird um venue security because it's like oh okay like they probably uh don't understand like the culture and mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah like we're better off policing ourselves than letting these like random security guards who if they try to you know step in and overreach they end up getting beat up and then it's beat just the fuck up. yeah no you want a story? okay yeah I, i'm curious to hear a story from your side yeah yeah all right so end it early on i think Excuse me. It was probably about a month, month and a half before we went on our first tour. Okay. With Hangman. Shout out Hangman. Just saw Hangman last night in Philadelphia. Great band. Regulate and drain. And Raw Savings that shit was hard. Anyway, um, about a month and a half before we hit the road, we played this place called the Fishhead Cantina, which is about 20 minutes outside the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we opened for Harley. Okay. Not obviously not the Mag, yeah. just Harley and his crew. And like you said, with security not knowing what it is, obviously he started playing mag songs and we start going off. Security actually yoked up Che. He had him up against the wall. And before yo knew it, he was just getting, he was just getting. Yeah. And like they they thought they could grant he's a bigger white boy. It was probably like six five, a smooth three twenty. He's a big boy. Okay. But that don't mean shit. Get your hands off my friend. Yeah, yeah. It's wrong person and to grab. Fuck security up that night. And they actually and one, shout out to Harley because he didn't stop playing. But they actually got the gist like, you don't need to come in here and do that. We're hitting each other on purpose. Yeah. yeah we are friends. 
Yeah, it it, it looks yeah, and it's, it, it's so weird, right? Because like you you um do it for so long, it doesn't seem that violent to you, but for somebody from the outside, they're seeing it. They're like, "What is going on? All these people are like, you know, swinging their limbs, going crazy. Are they fighting? Is this like what's like they, they don't know what to do?" So yeah, it it, it can be a, a weird environment to to have security like that at a hardcore show. Yeah, but at most of the venues around here, uh, the big like I said, the big the bigger spaces at this point in history are ran by former hardcore and punk hardcore and punkers. Mm-hmm. So they can let their paid security know like, Hey, as long as you don't see like any actual fighting, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just let it go. As long and the as smaller venues mm-hmm. are, are actually policed by us. Like even the well, the more well-known spaces, mm-hmm. there's someone punk or hardcore affiliated at the helm. So again, we're policing ourselves. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah, trust me. And, and over the years, and uh, going to different shows in different cities, it, it, I always found that that's the best thing because it's just like yeah. when you get these uh, like weird civilians involved, and uh, and it, it's more dangerous for them. And I always feel bad, right, whenever I see these people getting beat up uh, when they could have just uh, just not done anything. But I get it; it's their job; they're getting paid to be there. But it's just yeah, yeah it's, it's just a really bad situation, and it, it just makes everything worse too, right? Because then they get involved, they get beat up, and then sometimes shows get shut down. Sometimes the, the venues don't wanted to host those kind of events again so it's a, it's, it's a weird thing but but yeah. i get it but we've made it work somehow okay so uh but back in 2017 when you guys uh put out the the self-titled uh do you remember uh what like your guys's like local scene um, reaction was or if like you know kids were fucking with it way back then oh yeah now locally speaking uh people love this because you know we all we're the older active part of the scene right now. Oh, at that point, especially now. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, the kids, the kids are fucking with it. Of course we came out with that flat spot recommendation off rip. And our first show was opening for the Chromex. Like it was kind of just given to us in a sense, but we definitely maintain the work mm-hmm. to upkeep all those gifts. Yeah. And, and it, it, it can definitely be a lot of pressure too. Right. If, if you come out the gate, and you have like uh, a little bit of hype build up, right? And uh, you got uh, this label backing you. You're on this, uh, you know, big show for your first show. I, I sometimes it, it can be a, a lot to li- live up to, and people, you know, sometimes crack under the pressure, and uh, you know, aren't able to live up to the hype. And then I feel like sometimes bands like that fall faster than others. So it's cool to see yeah. that you know, uh, years later, you guys are still around. We started practicing together 2016. I just found out I had a baby on the way. And I was like, I'm still going to join this fucking band. And now, what is it? It's 2021. So I've been going on five years. Yeah, we've been doing this shit for five years. Long time. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you think about it. uh, Five years, that's like, you know, uh, you break it down. It's like half a decade. You could have finished high school in that period of time. Could have got a bachelor's degree. (laughs) Could have got a bachelor's degree. Um, But uh, yeah, that's insane. Okay. but you you guys only have uh you know those two releases uh you know yeah we got we got ended and then we got one way track yeah yeah the self titled duh and one way track yeah uh which uh for five years uh sometimes uh you know bands want to spread things out give their records a little more of a lifespan uh did uh, the pandemic or uh, you know the whole COVID nineteen situation did, did that have any uh, you know, impact on you guys releasing music? Did you guys have anything planned after One Way Track, but uh, well, you, know, you had know, to put it on pause? We've had a thing in the works. You know, we, we got some shit recorded and it's coming out soon, but with the pandemic, 
and the way vinyl pressing plants are already always going to be behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they, they're all, they're always pressing. Combine that with COVID access to materials and whatnot. Yeah. It didn't push our stuff back a little bit longer, but we've been playing one or two of the new songs um, on the store, like in front of people. So that's been cool. Uh, and I'm, I'm real excited for our latest shit to come out. And is the next release, is it going to be a EP, LP? This next release is another EP. It's going to be a whopping eight minutes. <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah, we got some pretty sick shit this time. Okay, for sure. That's uh, uh, good to hear. Um, but uh, going back to One Way Track, you know, th- th- that came out uh, early 2020. And obviously, nobody foresaw what the, that year was going to play out like. Um but when that record came out, I, I remember uh, there was like obviously still the uh, you know general hype around you guys. Uh, you know, in my opinion, it, it was a good release. But uh, you know, what was that year like for the band? So obviously, we uh, we came in strong, came in real hot. Uh, we uh, we played a pretty big show at the Autobahn. I believe we opened we opened for ceremony. We opened for ceremony. It was my thirtieth birthday. Okay. Like we played the show on the 18th. I turned 30 on the 19th. So at midnight, I was officially 30. Um, and then boom, COVID. <laughs> Fucked it all up. But during the pandemic, we may have, I'm going to be honest, we may have practiced six, seven times because everyone was still very unsure mm-hmm. what was going on. As we, you know, as we all know. Yeah, I know. I, I, I still laugh at the fact that it was like, oh, yeah, we're going to be closed down for two weeks and then we'll be fine. But here we are. Like, uh, uh, I, I saw somebody tweet out the other day. Oh, like not looking forward to my junior year of COVID. And I was thinking about. It, I'm like, holy shit! I didn't even think about it. Yeah, we are almost year three into this shit. Because uh, even though like there's vaccines and we're a lot safer now, like we're still in it, right? There's still yeah, it, it's still out there. It's still um like a big issue. So the fact that I saw that tweet, I was like, damn, that is so strange and kind of scary. We have seen the actual behavior of human beings so well that we don't even care about the pandemic anymore. This is no longer about the COVID disease. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many things that sprung up within the course of this conversation of COVID. Let like, because more people are dying now than they were when we first stayed in the house. That's it, and, and yeah, and the the obviously the, the way that we went about it. Uh, you know, last year versus the way we're going about it now, it's like like nobody really knows what the right way is because we're we're in the middle of it, right? There's no way like we we can't really look back and see which was right and which was wrong. And yeah, no, honestly, where I'm living at, um, it's like we're so obviously like we're technically we're still in the pandemic, but it doesn't feel like we are because um, where I'm living at, people uh, have seemed to have just like got fed up, and obviously like restrictions have um lifted, so um. Uh, like masks aren't required where I'm at, uh, and even and like even like I, I can't even think of uh, like I think like most businesses don't even care anymore. Like in Orange County, you can't keep, you can't keep uh, putting. It, it's a way. It's a, as a business decision. If someone's gonna, if someone's actually willing to fight a Walmart greeter, at a certain point, you got to look in the better interest of your labor and just decide, let it happen. So to speak, and that's fuck. Mm-hmm. But it's what it is. But also, I'm being a hypocrite because ever since I, I forget to wear a mask now. 
Yeah. I'm, <laughs> whenever I leave Orange County, I, 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 I like have a mask just in case because obviously like I don't know. Um, like sometimes I'll, I'll go to LA and um, you know LA some I, I'm not even sure like what their rules are, but I, I know like some places still require out require it out there. And then even like some shows, like even shows out here, um, uh, it'll say on the flyer like you know mask mask required. Uh, but then you show up and nobody's wearing a mask, so you're just like okay, like are are they required or are they not? Like I, I don't know because like I don't have a problem I, I, like I don't have a problem wearing one, but if like um it's not required, like I don't want to wear one, which is fine. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, yeah. one second. Let me let me pause for the call. You're fine. But yeah, you're like, what time are you? It's about lunchtime. What time is it? 1230. Give me go two o'clock. Right. Sorry, I mean when you call it, I was doing the dishes uh-huh. and it just so happened to be one o'clock and I was like, damn, I I missed them last time. <laughs> so I gotta I gotta do it where that's why I got no shirt on. I was like, I gotta do this right now. For sure. Or, do, it, do you have a hard out at, at do you have to go at two o'clock? Uh yeah. Okay, for sure. No, 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 no. It's all good. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it. I feel like we could have talked till times got better. In all honesty, oh, I, I think so too. Um, yeah. All right, so we, we got about like thirty minutes left. It's totally fine. Uh, we'll, okay. we'll just keep moving. But yeah, but I'm just out here. It's like um, I'm not like anti-mask or anti-vax. You know, I'm vaccinated for people who are yeah. interested. But it's just like, um, yeah, I, I'm just trying to get to a point where there's not that issue, right? Uh, like where like mask, no mask. I, I just want to get, get to a point where that's not an issue. Where we're yeah. out of the pandemic and um, you know things aren't so uh, uh, you know up in the air where people are at odds like you know when it comes to this right because people are picking sides and it's just it just sucks. You you feel like there's actually nothing to pick sides on and mind you we all punkers we all we like to do our own thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you sort of kind of just gotta go with what's going on. And you know I'm not pro government anything like I'm pro America because. I'm a redneck, but like I, I don't necessarily agree with everything America does. But like sometimes you just gotta get in line. Mm-hmm. It's not a hill to die on. You want to go buy some fucking dumb shit at Walmart? Walmart said, "Put this piece of fabric on your face." Be glad that you can afford the fabric, and both of your feet work. You don't got diabetes. You know what I mean? You got money, a car. You ain't just throw the mask on. You know, some people were born without hands. True. How do they put on the mask? You're not even thinking about that. Just put the mask on. Problem solved. Yeah, it's, it, it, it is strange how people have just become so uh, like ungrateful. Everyone wants to be oppressed so bad, dog. It's the weirdest shit ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, everyone needs a struggle. Just like, but look at me. Give me what I'm. I have to give you. It's like you don't actually have to give me shit. Yeah. You no. could actually just, just shut up. Yeah, it is strange because when I look at other countries, it's just like, you know, they kind of realize that this is like life or death for everybody. And they chose to want to get better for everybody. And, you know, there's other countries who are past this and we're like, you know, struggling to just get through it. And it's just like, geez, like, like, like these examples are out there. You can go find it. And it's like, how are we? is like a country but then it also reminds me of how dumb like a lot of people are it's just like yeah like we're literally about to enter year three of this and we haven't figured it out when there are solutions and we could have well, gone past this but there's also the issue at least from my perspective in america you got a thriving middle class but that middle class is fucking huge mm-hmm. so like technically speaking you your household may bring in 150 200 dollars you're still middle class, mm-hmm. but you got a lot of buying power. So say 
over here, you're actually making more money having this COVID thing exist. If you're in the, in the hospital industry, you make gloves, you make masks. Mm -hmm. You want it to end, but in the better interest of your family and your access to resources, you do what you can to prolong a little bit, maybe make an extra 10, 20 grand on the back end. But then there's a bunch of us who are like, I work in a fucking bowling alley and uh, really wish this was over. I'm not making any money. I'm not seeing anything. Things are looking horrible for me. They closed my job for three months. I didn't get my unemployment check till six months. You know, like, but with such a, a strong, large middle class, this ain't going to be done no time soon. There's too much money to make. And that's even the scary part. Like, even if everyone's vaccinated and safe, they would still find a way, hey, you know, that COVID vaccine wear off in six months. All it takes is a stupid rumor. It takes some stupid internet rumor. You get a guy with the right background music and the good delivery. And now a whole section of America is like believing that shit. Yeah, it's true. This ain't going to end no time soon, though. I No, I, I, I totally <laughs> uh, agree with you. Once we got past that two weeks and things were so like up in the air and nobody had like the real answers. I'm like, all right, who knows when this shit's going to end? But no. Yeah. So that whole time, beginning the whole pandemic, I was actually picking up dead bodies. I was moving the COVID bodies and going into people's homes, nursing homes and shit and watching like for real. A lot of people passed away from what was called COVID. But again, in the better interest of capitalism, some of those people were just given the diagnosis of COVID to pad the stats of the hospital mm -hmm. because that person's dead. Who's to say what they did or did not have? It is a pandemic. You can easily just write it off as that. Money's evil, dog. No, it is. It, it, like, it's, it's hard. It's real bad. Now, I, I'm curious. Uh, you're picking up these dead bodies. Like, how does that, uh, you know, affect you, like, mentally? Because I can't imagine. Because, like, I, I've only seen maybe, maybe two dead bodies my entire life. So, for you to go and be picking up dead bodies, I, yeah. I, I, I can't even. Hands, I don't put hands on at least. I only worked there for, like, two years on and off. I probably put hands on about. 1,500, 2,000 dead people in all stages of decomposition and all types of weird predicaments and shit. Um, mentally, I don't know. I guess I'm lucky. I kind of just put it off to the side. I had a kid to feed. <laughs> That's true. Hey, you, know, like, yeah. you got to do what you got to do. But man, yeah. I, I feel like that would just like you know, be waking up at night seeing dead faces and stuff. I don't know. It's it is weird. There's there's some of them that stick out, some funny stories, some not so cool stories. Like mm -hmm. I never forget one morning, the first three women I spoke to, I'm out in like middle of nowhere, Baltimore, uh, excuse me, middle of nowhere, Maryland. And I had to look three women in the eye as they signed my paperwork and had to fully come to grasp with the fact that this is the last time you're gonna see your husband's body ever. Like what is my Wednesday? is a very detrimental day in your life. And I watched three different women actually weep and break down. It's just like, that's, that's hard. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, time to get the other one. A lot of people died today. We got a lot of dead people to pick up, y'all. Yeah. You just, you just learn to like push through shit. I don't know if it's good or bad. When I get dementia, I guess I'll talk about it later. You, you think you're going to get dementia? All the men in my family get dementia. <laughs> you know, what's funny is I, I, um, I think I'm gonna get dementia due to the amount of sleep that I get because I, I I barely sleep. Yeah, I barely sleep, and you know, 
there's a there's a family history of it. You know, they used to just call it a uh, senility. Okay, I, I never heard that. It was, you never heard that, that person see now. Oh, oh, see. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, I got it, I got it. Yeah, yeah. So now, what is a more nuanced conversation about senility is dementia, and we're all gonna get dementia. It's probably vaping. Vaping's gonna give us dementia. You vape? Occasionally. Okay. Well, I, I'm just waiting for um, uh, Elon Musk to come out with his Neuralink so I could implant that chip in my brain and I'm going to be on a server somewhere uh, in Utah. And um, I Ooh, wanna... then we're going to be able to just like GTA this shit. <laughs> yes. Or, you know, th- there's an argument that we're that this is it. We are in that GTA role playing server right now. This is all a simulation. But I, we ain't had nobody come back yet. As far as we know. I, I I don't have the answers. You might be on to something. I I, I, I hope I, I hope the CIA agent who's listening um it doesn't kill me. <laughs> it doesn't kill me at the end of this. They're uh, on to us. <laughs> but, but okay. So uh, going back to one of the first things we talked about, I I, I want to hear yes. about that run that ended went on with Living in Fear uh and Shackled, which um two two great bands, right? I, I think I think Living in Fear is highly underrated. I feel like they should be way bigger than they, they actually are. They don't get the bump they deserve. Which I think is so strange because you, you listen to them. Okay, take the name away. Take Living in Fear um, away. And if you listen to the music and you think about that style of hardcore and you look at other bands that play that same style that are like bigger, it's like that, it, it's just so confusing to me because um, I feel like their music stacks up. I, I feel like they write great shit. So it, it's just strange to me that some bands can come out with quality product but not get that recognition. It's, I mean, you know, there's a lot of a lot of variables. Where you from? Mm-hmm. What the 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 general tone of the scene at that point in time? But, Damn rips! I had a great time playing with those dudes. Yeah, but good on you for um. Or, like, how did you guys link up with them? Was that because you guys are um? You know, you guys knew about the band, or was it like you know some label type stuff? You know, I can't remember. I feel bad because I really fucking do. Chris, uh, the our drummer Chris mm-hmm. handles most of that. And I feel like we were looking for dates in uh, down south. Okay. And I think in reaching out for a date, someone's like, well, hey, how about this? You know? Yeah. Because, but I can't remember. I mean, shout out to Cayman. That's the only name I could think of that may have had something to do with the booking and getting us. Because, strangle, you know, living in fear played and strangle you played mm-hmm. and fucking gum. You listen to gum? Yeah. Out of Chattanooga? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, great band. Another slept on joint. But um, yeah, it, it was cool for me to see um, you guys go out on, on a run with them because it's cool. It's like, all right, cool. Uh, uh, not many people are going on tour at this point. So for you guys to go out and uh, get that shine and do some awesome shows, I, I thought that was sick. And then that second um, leg of the run with Shackled, uh, shout out to, to Shackled, uh, Peep the Hat. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Shackled, love those guys, shout out, uh, you know, Howell, New Jersey, but I, I was stoked to, to see you guys, uh, you know, team up with them because it's just like, you know, two, uh, you know, uh, you know, two younger bands just doing cool stuff. Yeah, those dudes, are, those dudes are great. I really like those guys. We still, we still talk in the band group chat. That's awesome. So a we still just occasionally someone will send something stupid like, <laughs> no, that's great. I, yeah. fucking, I saw Dylan last night. How was that show? Because I, I I saw some Drain yeah. videos and you know Drain, I'm you know from California, but Northern California, a great band. Yeah, it was great. It was great. It was high energy. It was at the church, which is a, a well-known venue mm. in fucking Philadelphia. Saw a lot of the Philly homies. It was nice to be out. It was a great time. 
Hell yeah. That, 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 that's nothing good to that hear. One, of course, Sammy from Dream. All the energy in the world. I don't know who got more energy, him or Sebastian. I know. It's crazy that they're both on that on this run right now. Shout out to Regulate. Yeah, shout out Regulate. Just back to back, like, yo, this is, I'm tired. I don't, I, I'm not doing anything. I'm standing on the stairs watching. I'm just watching them get busy. Like, these mm-hmm. kids are ripping. That's insane. Yeah, that was great. But okay, I I know you got a heart out, so I'm gonna wrap things up real quick. But uh, so uh, end it. Uh, you guys have an EP, and, you know, in the works. You guys haven't started re- recording or anything yet. Oh no, this uh, this new EP, it is done. Oh, it's done. It's mixed. Yeah, we're waiting on. We're waiting to get it back. And like I said, we uh, we got a song we were playing in the uh, set called Hate Keeper. Okay. And Hate Keeper is off of the next EP. Okay, and uh, if, if it's not too personal, I'm, is it gonna come out on Flat Spot? Yeah, it'll be on class. Okay, cool. I love to see that trend going. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, you guys have some awesome shows lined up. Uh, you, may, you may not know. Um, I will see you next week. We can meet face-to-face. Oh, you coming to um, Wilkes-Barre or Philly? Uh, Wilkes-Barre. Hell yeah. Yeah. So That'll be sick. Yeah, yeah. No, looking forward to meeting you. Y- yes, I am. Happy Edge Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, happy Edge Day. Uh, everybody go listen to that new Beskar tape. Go listen to Force of Change. Uh, some of the best orange candy straight edge but um, yeah so I'll, I'll see you next week i'm definitely looking forward to um, meeting you face to face but I'm, I'm stoked that you guys are on fya that that's gonna be a good look right a lot of great yeah, bands that's gonna be sick. shout out bob so bob wilson uh bob wilson um yeah and it's cool because obviously like you know w- w- one of the bands headlining turnstile obviously like you have that relationship with them so i, I feel like it, it's, it's gonna be a really good year for fya especially for it to return after being gone for one year yeah this is this is a stack lineup for fya for real yeah insane insane lineup but okay um, i i you know don't want to take up too much more more of your time but before we go is there anything else you would like to say or shout out uh listen to up the blunks podcast as well sponsored by the hard times i had to take a hiatus because i'm a bad person who needs to deal with the fallout from his decisions but i'm back 100 <laughs> percent. shout out your podcast for people who may not know um but uh, seriously, Akil, I, I definitely appreciate um, your time. I, I really enjoyed talking to you. I'm looking forward to meeting you next week um, in person. Um, so, yeah, so I, I seriously thank you for your time. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Goodbye. Goodbye.